How's it going and welcome to PRS Radio. My name is Eugene Leonard. I am the host and founder of this podcasting channel here in Shenzhen, China. Um, I've lived here for five years and I'm the technology coach at Shenhui International School. Loving my time in Shenzhen presently. Um, now, one of the aims of this channel is to document the personal experiences and backgrounds of well-known long-term expats in the Shenzhen area as well as local residents. Our podcasts are available on the Anchor platform, that's anchor.fm forward slash PRS radio. My Twitter handle is Mr. underscore Leonard underscore Swiss. Uh, I will put all this information in the blurb and I will add links as well. Uh, the hashtag we are using is hashtag PRS radio SZ. That's hashtag PRS radio SZ. My first guest this week is Paul Delahunty. Paul is an old friend of mine. I've known him for about four years now. He has lived in China for over 17 years. And despite rumors to the contrary, Paul is, uh, like myself, uh, an Irishman. And he is from the county of Wexford. He is not a mead man like some people believe. Uh, somebody spread a, a, a rumor about him years ago that he was from mead. Uh, so he, he's a little sensitive about that. But uh, we recorded this podcast today. The first man on PRS radio. He broke his podcasting virgini virginity on this show. PRS radio. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please subscribe, share, like add a voice message, give us some constructive feedback. We're willing to listen. And if you know anyone who would like to join the show, uh, bring it on. We, we, I, will, I will talk to anybody, as long as they pay me, of course. Enjoy. Good morning, Paul Delahunty. How are you? Good morning, Mr. Eugene Leonard. I'm very well, thank you. And thanks for having me on the show this morning. Now, Paul, you are the Virgin guest on PRS Radio. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Uh, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't actually comment explicitly on that on a radio show. I, I'm honoured. It is a great honour, and thank you for inviting me. Okay. Well, uh, as soon as you pay the fee for uh, being the first guest on the show, we will uh, continue. Uh, we accept all payments through WeChat and Alibay. <laughs> well, yeah, well, we're probably going to be talking about WeChat Pay later on. And, uh, yes, no problem. Me wentia. May Winty indeed. Yeah. Now, Mr. Della Hunty, uh, before we continue, we have to uh, just clear something up. Uh, we need you to sign a form to say you're here of your own free will and you weren't forced by any uh, magis <laughs> magistrates. <laughs> magistrates or parole officers <laughs> uh, to be here on the show. Can no, you confirm? My parole officer would be delighted if uh, he knew I was on the show here. Yes, yes, very good, Mr. <laughs> Della Hunty. Now, Paul, uh, first of all, I would like to talk to you about uh, a little bit about your personal history, where you're from in Ireland, your journey to Shenzhen, how you got here, why you're here, are you on the run? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you may laugh, folks. You may laugh. But, uh, Indeed that, you may laugh, yeah. Th that's yeah. the very first section of today's show. Um, and before we continue... I think the very first thing you should tell our audience, there is a lot of misinformation around Shenzhen and further afield that you come from the Royal of Meath. Is that accurate? No, that's, that, that was 
a scurrilous rumour started by one individual who shall remain, sorry, started and perpetuated by one individual who shall remain nameless. Okay, well, I have no idea who that individual would be, so you are <laughs> confirming live on PRS Radio that you are not a Meath man. I'm from Enniscorthy, County Wexford. You're from Enniscorthy in County Wexford. Yeah, yeah. A royal Wexford man, good man. Royal Wexford man, a yellow belly. With heart a yellow belly indeed. With heart and hand. Now, Mr. Delahunty, you have been in China 17 years. Yep. How did that come about? By accident. <laughs> <laughs> came for six months. It wouldn't been the first accident in your life. It continue. wouldn't be, no. Not the first one since I came to China either. Um, <laughs> uh, I, right. Um, do you want the long answer or the short answer? Give it to me straight. Give it to you straight. All right. I was working in Dublin. I was working, for, uh, working in IT. And I was bored. And I wanted to change. And mm -hmm. at that time, I didn't have a mortgage. I wasn't married. I was. I sort of. I realised I was as free as I was ever going to be. Mm -hmm. And so, what was I going to do with that freedom? And I decided I'd come to China. I, I didn't know anybody who'd ever been to China. Um, I mean, this is about twenty odd years ago. So there, there was still a buzz starting to pick up about China at that time. And I thought, well, why not go to China? Mm -hmm. So um, I did. Uh, the plan was, as I said, it was to come here for six months. And I was first of all in, I, I, I came over teaching English. I was first of all in uh, Guangxi province, a, a wee small town called uh, Pinguo Apple, which is right down near the Vietnam border. And I loved it. It was great. Um, great people, great food. Um, I, I, I loved the work, loved the students. And um, so when the six months was up, I kind of said, I don't want to go back home. I want to do another six months. So I did. And um, the agent I was working with, um, was, he was based out of uh, Yangshuo, which is near Guilin in, in, in Guangxi. He said, yeah, no problem. Um, you're a good teacher. I'm, I'm going to give you a special job in my hometown in Hunan. Wait, I'll stop you there. He said mm. you're a good teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, easily impressed. Um, <laughs> no, say that again. <laughs> having met some of, the, um, some of the other teachers he was working with at the time, um, I don't mean to sound... Yeah, the, compared to them or compared to some of them, I was actually had some clue about what I was doing. Um, so he said, yeah, I'm going to send you to a special school in my hometown. So I, I know you'll, you'll, you'll do me proud. So he sent me to a place called Changning, which is in Hangyang County. And I hated it. <laughs> I absolutely hated it. It was, I was the, it was a real small town. It was really underdeveloped. I was the only foreigner there. Um, it, it didn't stop raining for the time I was there. Um, but when my time there came to an end, I sort of realized, well, I don't want this to be the end of my Chinese adventure. I don't want to go home saying, oh, it was horrible, I hated that. So I looked around for another job, um, and I found a job teaching at a private university in Changsha, which is the capital of Hunan. And I ended up staying there for, for two and a half years, which is where I met um, the lovely lady that I married. And then we came to Shenzhen. And we've been here for the past 14 and a half years. And does this lovely lady have a name? She does. She does. Uh, Miss um, Zhong Jianhui. Jung, Miss Zhong Jing. Zhong Jianhui. Miss Zhong Jianhui. Hui. 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 Miss Zhong Jianhui. Hui. That's what I said. You're saying Hui. Hui. <laughs> From Monaghan, remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen. Or some people would say Ah, Nakloi. Now, Miss Zhong Jianhui. Uh, yes. Okay. Mm. Uh, your lovely wife, you've been married for how long? Uh, 15 years, uh, 14 years, 15 years. <laughs> oh, you're in trouble. <laughs> I'm in trouble now, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Now, I'm going to stop you there. 
we will come back to your marriage uh, in a couple of minutes' time. Right. Um, what did your mother say to you when you rocked up one day in Enniscorty, walked into the house and said, Mammy, I'm off to China in the morning. I'm going to China. Um, she wasn't terribly impressed, to be quite honest with you. It wouldn't be the first time in your life that she wasn't impressed, I would imagine. No, it, no, definitely not, no. <laughs> and I can, I can remember long conversations of, do you have to go? And you, you don't have to go. And, you know, if you change your mind, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to change your mind about this. But by that point, I kind of realized that, I told everybody I was, I was going to China. Mm-hmm. And I realized that if I didn't then go, I'd be known as the guy who didn't go to China mm -hmm. in a country full of people who didn't go to China. Well, that wouldn't be too bad because you're probably known as worse now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, probably known as worse then as well. Um, <laughs> I was getting at that. Yeah, she, I mean, she wasn't terribly delighted about me going halfway around the world. Mm -hmm. um, when our first child was born, when our son Martin was born, she was immediately on the plane and came straight over. And she's been over many times since then. She was over last year. She, she was over this year. She, uh, That's she, what I said. She was over for Spring Festival. Mm -hmm. And um, we never got to meet her. <coughs> I know. I was very pleased about that. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished as far as I was concerned. <laughs> and he's actually serious. How many times has your mother been over? Um, almost every year since Martin was born. So that's probably about 10 or 12 times now. So Martin's either 10 or 12, you're basically well, saying to me. Well, almost every time since Martin was born. Martin's now 14. Okay. Or he's 14, 14 this year, yeah. What does your mother make of China? What would she, if, one word, what would your mother say? Uh, it wouldn't be one word. <laughs> with my mother, it wouldn't be one word. Okay. Um, what? Well, she likes Shenzhen. Mm-hmm. But you've got to keep in mind, Shenzhen is not China. Mm -hmm. Shenzhen is a shopfront. Shenzhen is, 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 is where people come to do business. Okay. Um, what do you mean by that? Um, I came to Shenzhen from, from having lived in Hunan for, for almost three years. Where is Hunan? It's the province just right to the north of Guangdong. Shenzhen's in Guangdong province. The next province north is Hunan. Mm -hmm. And north of that is Hubei. And the capital of Hunan is Changsha. And Changsha is a pretty big industrial city. It's famous for hot food, incomprehensible dialect, um, cigarettes. Like your own. So for a man from Wexford, I was right at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, did they have Guinness there? Uh, no, they didn't. Oh, no, they did. They did, actually. They had, they had um, uh, uh, Jalifo, Carrefour, and they had, had, had cans of Guinness. No so, way. Yeah. So How much were they? I can't remember. I, I, <laughs> was he, he robbed them. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <gasps> I did not. I did not rob those cans. That's a vicious. Another vicious rumor spread by a scurrilous individual. Jimmy McGrath. Uh, Jimmy McGrath. Um, I can remember that getting them was a treat. So mm -hmm. it, it it was a little bit pricier than the bottles of Qingdao, which which we used to um, <laughs> subsist on. Oh, sorry, what was your question again? I have no idea. Paul. What, was it, what, what would your mother say about Shenzhen? Oh, sorry. China? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. So when I came to Shenzhen, having been in Changsha, it, it struck me how different Shenzhen was from Changsha. Mm -hmm. Clean, big tall buildings. I mean, uh, Changsha is very, it feels like everything is built on top of everything else. It's, it's, it's a very densely populated city. It's, it's, um, it's got a grit to it that, that Shenzhen doesn't have. Shenzhen is much more, it's much sleeker, it's much greener, it's much more modern. Even then, even like 15 years ago when I, when I, when I, when I first came here. Okay, excellent. Um, now, what major changes? What's the biggest change that you've noticed uh, since you've moved to China? 
Um, wow, all right. Are some of the biggest changes? Uh, well, the most obvious one, which has been mentioned, of course, before. Your weight? My weight, yeah. <laughs> um, well, technology would be the mm -hmm. first one. Um, just uh, phones everywhere. Now, now everything is phone. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't get my first mobile here until I'd been here for about two or three years. Um, and But now you've, it's, it's got to a point where you could not possibly function, or it'd be very, very difficult to function day-to-day um, -day living in a city like Shenzhen. Okay. Um, lots of stuff. I mean, transport, buses. Mm -hmm. um, when I first came to Shenzhen, they had these wee little uh, minibuses barreling around the city. Um, little 14-seaters. Uh, they'd, they'd stop anywhere. So you'd jump out in the street, wave your hand, and there'd be a guy <laughs> wearing flip-flops and he'd, he'd be driving it. And it's not easy to drive in flip-flops. Well, part of, uh, part of what happened, part of the reason why they were phased out was because there was an accident mm -hmm. where the fl his, his flip-flops slipped yeah. on the accelerator yeah. and it killed 18 people, mm -hmm. drove into a crowd. Well, it was a 14-seater. Um, well, the, uh, uh, pedestrians. Oh, and, okay. And okay. So that, that was the, the, be the beginning of the end for, for those wee minibuses. When you wanted to get off, you had to start, Yo, Sha! Shout like that to... And what does that mean, Giuseppe? Um, get off. Get off. Yo, Sha. Yo, have and shout, like down. So I'm getting off now, please. So what came after the small minivans? Uh, well, they still have the municipal buses, but now there's more of them. Mm -hmm. um, we're here in Nanshan, you might remember, if you're out around Nanshan, you'll see the bus, like the yellow buses, the 331, the 332, they directly replaced some of the uh, small, wee little um, uh, minibuses. But they, they, they built up a proper fleet of buses. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the, the proper buses were still there, there just wasn't as many of them. Were they electric in those days as well, no. Paul? No. When did that come in? Oh, God, I didn't know you were going to ask me all these hard questions, Eugene. Um, I'd say about the last five, six years. Yeah. Um, it's got to now with, I think, all the buses now. I think now it's 100%, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was reading a report that said China has 400,000 electric buses now, and mm -hmm. by far, the, but by far uh, the world leader as far as electric buses go. And I think, I think by the end of this year, uh, all the taxi cabs will be electric as well. You still see the odd red one The around. occasional red one, yeah. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, they are, they are. I mean, I remember the first time I got in those blue electric cabs. It was, oh my God, this is, this is amazing. Well, it's yeah. So quiet and so mm -hmm. clean and so it was cool. Well, you would be used to wheelbarrows in uh, Inishkarta. Yeah, yeah, we do have wheelbarrows there. That they're amazing machines. Invented in China, actually, the wheelbarrow was. Would you believe that? <laughs> That's where I was getting at. All right, yo. You're very clever. When, when I asked that question, who said what? Sorry, carry on, you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I uh, mentioned that question to you downstairs, I, I was uh, very interested when you did say buses because um, most people do go for technology, first of all, but transport mm. obviously is one huge difference in China, even in the five years I've been here. Uh, what about construction? Um, well, it never ends. It just, um, I, where, where we're living now, we're living right next to the Chennai Free Trade Zone, and so it's just endless construction. Um, the, it seems that as long as I've been in Shenzhen, there's always been huge amounts of construction work going mm -hmm. on, and it's pushing ever onwards and ever onwards, whether it's reclaiming the land or um, building up entire new business districts. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very impressive to see. It's something that would, the, it certainly struck me when I first arrived in Shenzhen, and okay. I've noticed that other people, when they've arrived, also, oh my God, there's so much building going on. Well, the Right Honourable Justice O'Halrahan uh, from Tulla. Esquire. Uh, I've, heard, I've heard of him. Yeah. Uh, Esquire. Esquire. Yeah, 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 Apologies, yeah. Mr. Mm. O'Halrahan. Mm. Uh, his brother, um, what's his brother's name? 
his brother Eamon, uh, when he was over visiting recently, he was absolutely stunned by the amount of construction going on. Yeah. I think he's a quantity surveyor or something like that. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Uh, that was one of the observations he had about the country. Now, I have went a little bit off tangent and we're already 14 minutes into the show. I wanted to talk to you a little bit uh, about your family, first of all, before we get into the, the nitty gritty of uh, uh, this here. And mm. I just see nitty right now on Anchor, you have a new voice message from Emmett O'Halloran. We must must have been because we called his name wrong. It must have been. It must right. have been. Yeah. We look forward to Sorry, that Emmett. message. Sorry, Emmett. Don't ever apologise to a clear man. <laughs> now let's go back to uh, your wife and children. Now I, I've had the pleasure of spending uh, St Patrick's Day uh, in a now de defunct, defunct. Uh, bar, Ma Magic Brew or Brew Magic. Uh, Brew Magic. Brew Magic, Brew and magic. it's a bar I miss greatly in Shenzhen. Same as that, same as that. Great pool table, Great and sometimes we even played pool on it. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to lying on it, but that's a different story. Uh, now, we spent uh, St. Patrick's Day down there before, and your wife and kids were there. So tell us a little bit about your family, Paul. Well, yeah, that's St. Patrick's Day. Um, that, was, that, 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 was, that, that was great for me, because for a long time, felt like I was the only Irish person in Shenzhen, or certainly the only Irish one in, 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 in Nanshan. Mm -hmm. And it was, it, was, it was great having, like that was like a proper St. Patrick's Day oh, Jesus, yeah. um, celebration mm -hmm. with, with lots of Irish people there and playing Irish music and having the crack. 35 cases of Guinness? There was at the beginning of the night. There wasn't at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> or halfway through the night. There was, there was no Guinness. Continue. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, and it was great for, for the kids because I've got two kids, Martin and Ashling. Mm -hmm. um, Martin's 14, Ashling's 12. And um, it was good for them because they've grown up in China. Mm -hmm. So they speak English and Chinese, but Chinese is their first language. And I do like that... To try to help them to keep in touch with their with their Irish roots. I mean, we try and go back every summer or as often as we can. Um, it's easier now with the direct flights. Mm -hmm. There's now direct flights from Shenzhen to Dublin. Um, previously, we had to go through Dubai or go through Frankfurt or go mm -hmm. through London, and it's always a killer journey. Um, so yeah, so there you go. Does that answer your question, sir? Well, that answers an aspect of it. Now, oh. what about Martin goes to school here? Does he go to the same school as you? No. Okay, tell us a little bit no. about your work here, Paul. Um, I am head of languages at a Chinese international school. Mm -hmm. Now, this is different from other kinds of international schools. International schools are for kids who's, who, own, who, who hold foreign passports. And have a lot of money. And have a lot of money. Um, the Chinese and the international schools are for pr predominantly for Chinese kids who want to study overseas. Mm -hmm. So in our school, they have the chance to do the, the Cambridge International Examinations, the, the IGCSE, the um, AS level and the A level, so that then they can use these credentials for, for going to study in the US, the UK, Canada, Australia, or so on. And and most of them do. I think something like 95% of our students go on to study um, in, like, uh, we've had students placed in London School of Economics, uh, 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 University College London, places like that. It's, I've, 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 it's, I've been doing this now for almost 10 years, this particular kind of work. You think you'd be better at it than you are. Yeah, I know. I'm a, I'm a slow learner. I really enjoy it, <laughs> I, believe it or not. 
despite so, uh, despite all the complaining I do, I really enjoy it. I, I, <laughs> I like working with the colleagues. Um, I've, I, I'm blessed with working with great colleagues. Um, and it's, for example, one of my students, she's studying, over, well, one of my former students, she's studying over in Montreal now. She's doing biology. Mm-hmm. And just following her career and seeing how well she's doing it, 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 it gives you a, a good feeling. Yeah, I can't say she's there because of me, because my contribution to her success was minimal. But it's, it's great seeing students going out and being successful in the world and and, and g- doing things. Okay, going places. You you heard it here first on PRS Radio. You did. Paul Delahunty is responsible for the students getting to college in Montreal. <laughs> he is the sole reason for that. Yeah, I uh, sent threatening letters to the dean saying you get little, let so this girl in or else you'll regret it. Yeah, that's only half true. <laughs> he forgot to mail the letter. <laughs> now, uh, your son goes to a different school. Your son and daughter go to the same school, is that correct, uh, Paul? Yeah, they're going to a school which is right down the road from where we live. Excellent. Mm. Okay, they're happy? Yeah. Excellent. They enjoy it, yeah. Any, uh, any big plans for the future do they have? Or uh, just see, see how it comes? Um, yeah, see how it goes. I mean, what was it John Lennon said? Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. We've been making plans for... Um, <laughs> Ever since before the kids were born, mm-hmm. um, but at the moment we're 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 happy enough with where we are. We're in a good position um, yeah. here, based here in Shenzhen. We not not only have access to good schools, there's also places like Shenzhen University. Then just across the water, you've got Hong Kong with Hong Kong University, Hong Kong Chinese University, Hong Kong Polytechnic, which are all top level, um, third third level institutions. So it's it's a, I, I think it's a good place for youngsters to grow up at the moment. Oh, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. The opportunities in Shenzhen uh, are endless. And for the level of development as well. I mean, it's, and, and also, it's a very, very green city. Yeah, I enjoy it. I've been yeah. doing a lot of walking recently. Actually, nearly 600 kilometers now than the last you had, month. You had to get that in. I did. <laughs> <laughs> had to get it in, not Delahunty. Okay, I'm going to take a little break now, Paul. Uh, it was wonderful to hear your background story. Uh, no, it was the fact that you're on the run uh, from uh, somebody in Ireland. Dude, you said here. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> it's a secret. Uh, now, we're going to talk a little bit about cultural differences that Paul has observed in the second part of the show. Uh, and we will talk about uh, the development of China and how his opinion on um, on that. <laughs> Don't know where I was going there. Well said, well said. I'm going to just check the sound quality. That's where we're taking a break. I'd like to say something right. sponsoring this show, but they're not. Yet. No sponsors? Is that why we're drinking water? <laughs> it is. Welcome back to the second part of today's show from PRS Radio. Uh, it's our very first show in the studio. We have Paul Delahunty from Royal Enniscorthy in County Wexford. Oh. Paul, Paul has been here for 17 years in China. In the first part of the show, we heard all about his uh, wife and kids. We heard about his journey from Enniscorthy to Shenzhen. Uh, He started out in a small little city uh, teaching, and now, uh, what, 14 years in, uh, 10 years in Shenzhen. Well, no, I've been in Shenzhen for about 14 years, 14 and a half years. About 14 years. Thank you very much. Now, Paul... um, what advice would you have for anyone moving to China? Now, obviously, there's cultural differences and there's certain things, certain do's and don'ts. <laughs> what would be your top tip? <laughs> I'm not saying I haven't did the don'ts. Um, well, there's the obvious stuff, like learn some <laughs> Chinese. That's, um, that's the, 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 you don't, 
have to be fluent and nobody expects it to become fluent, but do make an effort. Do try to learn a little bit of Chinese. Try to get beyond just the, um, the, the, the ni hao and shei shei and so on and try and... Um, What's that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I heard somebody down in the bar spouting it. <laughs> heard someone using it, yeah. Uh, when, I, when I first came here many years ago, it, it wasn't as easy as it is. I mean, now there's the apps and there's stuff online you can do and it's kind of... There's a huge amount of material. Well, I mean, I'll happily admit I'm as, as, as lazy as one could hope to meet. As I can attest to that. Yeah, indeed. Um, if, there was, if there was work in the bed, I'll sleep on the floor, as, as, as people say. Um, but even I, lazy arse that I am, um, began coming to grips with it. What, what opened it up for me was, and I should preface this by saying I am not employed by this company, um, I found an app called Scritter. S-K-R-I-T-T-E-R. -T -T -E Wait a minute. Again? An app. It's called Scritter. S-K-R-I-T-T-E-R. -T -T -E okay. Tell us a little bit about the Skitter. Scritter. S-K-R-I-T-T-E-R. <laughs> this is the one that opened it up for me, learning Chinese, because I was never able to get... It all sounded the same. I remember once um, some students trying to teach me the difference between fish and rain. You, mm -hmm. you, and I, I, just, I just... It did not compute. Um... Scritter teaches you the characters along with what they mean and so on. And um, when I, I, I began playing around with that one day. The missus had bought me an iPad. And I was using the iPad for doing stupid things. And I sort of said, well, I wonder could I use this for something edifying, like maybe learning Chinese. Mm -hmm. So I, I did a search for learning Chinese, found this app. And within half an hour of downloading it, I was writing Chinese characters. And I was amazed. This was, this was fantastic. And after a couple of weeks playing with that, I said, well, maybe I could do the HSK exams. Now, the HSK, the, the Han Yu Shuiping culture, is a, it's, it's a Chinese proficiency exam. And it used to be the case that I, I hear so-and-so did a HSK exam. <gasps> oh, my God, he did the HSK, which, which, which for me was, um, it was, it was, it was um, something unattainable. It was like talking about going to the moon. Um, but through using this app and a few other bits and pieces online, I began doing the HSK exams. I'm not fluent, not by any stretch of the imagination, but it has made life an awful lot easier. Mm -hmm. So the first piece of advice I'd say is start learning some Chinese, even if it's just a little bit. Okay. It'll make a huge big difference and your Chinese friends and associates and colleagues will appreciate you making the effort. Okay, thank you very much for that top tip from Paul Delahunty. Oh, there are more tips. Oh yeah, I know, we're going to come back to that. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, getting the skitter open things Scritter. up for Paul. Scritter. Oh. <laughs> you make a sound like I had a bowel complaint. Yes. <laughs> Any other tips, Paul Delahunty? Um, well, um, shoes. What? <laughs> shoes. Now this is good. I, I can't wait to hear where this is going. Yeah, my advice is not wear shoes. Um... When you come to China, you will notice that in many places, they seem to be using glazed tile. Oh, Jesus, I know where you're going. And so when you're walking around the place, you, you can slip and break your neck. Mm -hmm. um, rubber rubber sole shoes. I hear that hurts. It, yeah, indeed. Mm. Indeed. Um, rubber sole shoes. Get yourself a pair of rubber sole shoes before you come. So that yeah. if it's wet, you won't fall and kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a very, very good... They have marble tiles down the road there yeah. for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're walking around and you slap on your end up on your arse. It's pretty painful, man. Um, so if <laughs> I know. If, indeed. So if, um, <laughs> if I was coming, I mean, that's a piece of advice I wish somebody had, had told me mm -hmm. when I was first coming. Because um, I went to visit the Great Wall. 
Where's years that? ago. Ah, it's up north somewhere. Um, <laughs> at the Cloy. <laughs> at the Cloy. <laughs> up there near Clones. Um, clones. Clones, yeah. Attack of the Clones. Um, I, know, I wore a pair of stupid sandals, like flip-flops. and like, no, 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 don't try to visit the Great Wall wearing flip-flops. That's a bad idea. So, yeah, footwear. Pay attention to your footwear. Very good. Now, that's an interesting one. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that to go. Uh, having images of your feet in my head was something that uh, I did not want well, this morning. Well, there you go. And I, I, no I, need to thank I forgot to say that we are sitting in a, a, a beautiful restaurant recording this podcast. So this, Ah, yeah. Uh, it's La Five Chefs. It's down in Checo. Uh, wonderful. So I would highly recommend Great food. It. Lovely coffee. Yeah. Great food. Lovely coffee. Paul's paying for this. Uh, this is his fee for coming on the show. <laughs> no, uh, w I did talk to Claudio. Claudio is from... He, he told me this morning he was from Ireland, but actually he's Italian. Uh -huh. And uh, he's going to be the second guest on our show because uh, he has a... a He's been here a long, long time, and he's got some very interesting stories to share, So, which is the premise, basically, of our podcast series. Uh, we want people sharing their expats and locals, sharing their experiences, their journeys, their life, uh, how they got to Shenzhen, where they came from, who oh, they're on the run from. That sounds really good. I might listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait till we charge you. Oh, <coughs> we weren't supposed to put that in. Now... Paul, if I were, was, if I were or was to go for dinner, yeah. uh, if I was invited by a colleague, which I wasn't. Yeah. Um, uh, it might be one day. One day, maybe. Well, we all live in hope. Is there any particular etiquette I should know for sitting around a table with Chinese colleagues? Yes and no. From my experience, Can yes we focus no. on the yes? Um, we'll focus on the yes and the no. We will. We'll cover both. On the one hand, it's going to be very, it's going to be very relaxed and very easy going, and blah 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 blah. Um, there'll be lots of food and lots of dishes, and you help yourself, and it's all great fun. And it is. Um, on the, I mean, there are certain protocols which, or certain traditions which you might expect. Like, um, usually the most important guest is given the seat facing the door, so your host might insist that you sit on that particular seat. That's why I'm always put there. No, that's for, that's for you're you're put behind the door. <laughs> Opening the door. Opening the door. Yeah, the door stop. Um, in Ireland, the people would bring out for a pint to sort of get the measure of you. In China, they do it at the table. So, for, try the dishes, even if it's got tentacles and you're looking, going, oh, I'm not sure about that. At least have a little taste because you're giving your host face by doing that, and they'll think better of you. Um, I'm a picky eater. <laughs> it doesn't look I that doesn't way. like it, no, but believe it or not, I am a picky eater. Or, or rather, I was when I first came here. I was a very, very picky eater. Okay. Um, my brother-in-law came over, um, and he has a great appetite. Mm -hmm. So I noticed that... For food. For food, yeah, indeed. Um, and so when he was at the table, he was trying everything. And so the, the, um, my wife and our family, they loved him. They thought it was great, based on how he performed at the table. Um, you don't have to use chopsticks. You can ask for a, for a fork or a spoon if you're not comfortable using chopsticks. Um, you'll get the hang of them very quickly, especially if you're hungry. Well, at least that was my experience. Mm -hmm. um, stuff like um, don't leave them. You can read all this online. Don't leave the chopsticks sticking out of the bowl because it looks like um, the incense that is lit for when somebody's died. So it's, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's bad luck. Um, try not to cherry pick. I mean, you will, but. 
um, it's better if you don't like cherry pick the nice bits of meat out of out of the dish. Try and take a, a healthy load of it and then eat it all, whether it's meat or veg or so on. Mm -hmm. um, drinking. Oh, drinking. <laughs> um, sure, you're a pioneer, uh, Paul. In what sense? <laughs> That's on the first game here. Um, uh, you don't have to drink if you don't want to. Um, it might happen that the, the, the Mao Tai or the, 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 the white spirit um, Baijiu is, is presented to you um, with the salute Gambe, which means... What is Baijiu? It's a white kind of alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, it, they, they translate it as white wine, but it's, it, it ain't white wine. That what percentage are we talking here, Mr. De La Honte? Um, I don't know percentages. I just drink it. Uh, <laughs> high percentage. Um, I think 40, 50, 60. Some of them are very, very strong. Um, it's, it's small glasses. I like the size of a thimble. Maybe a bit bigger. You knock it back. Mm -hmm. And I... Years and years and years ago, when I was uh, working in Hunan, I was working for a so-called experimental school. And <laughs> I know, you're the yeah, boy to be uh, teaching I, there. I was the I was the man. The, for the Irish job. experiment from Enniskorte. Their unique selling point was we have a foreign teacher, so I was a big part of their recruitment drive. So mm -hmm. they used to stick me into a car and drive me all over southern Hunan, rural Hunan, to different towns and villages where I'd give talks at the schools to try to encourage students to come to our school. And who wrote those talks for you? Uh, I wrote it myself. Clever boy, smart lad. Actually, it was um, I it 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 got it was a work in progress. It got written, it got updated constantly. Stuff like um, I I'd mentioned something like I remember at one point in, in my little speech mentioning something about how I think it was sixty percent of people in China speak Putonghua as a first language. And this causing shock and consternation because everybody spoke Putonghua's first language. They would say. Even while they were saying this to each other in the local dialect. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop you there. Spoke what? Uh, Putonghua. Um, Mandarin Chinese. Okay, thank you for clarifying, sir. Um, so that had to be updated. That had to be, that had, uh, that had to be dropped. So anyway, after the speech and the presentation, invariably we'd go to, we'd retire to a local restaurant with uh, the head honchos. And <laughs> almost always, I could see them during the course of the meal. A couple of the heads getting together, going, let's get the foreigner drunk. <laughs> and out would come the uh, the, the Baijiu. Mm -hmm. So, Gambe, Gambe, Gambe. But the thing is that I'm, I'm Irish, and as you've commented a few times, I'm quite a big chap. So Just as I never said that. Uh, you know, no, you know, not directly, you didn't. No, just with, with snide comments, Jimmy. <laughs> well, well, sorry, sorry, well. Sorry. Yeah, I, I went there. I went there. Anyway. Is there such a thing as podcast slander? There is, there is. Slander. You'd know all about that. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying. So, I mean, I, I have a capacity for holding alcohol. And so it would end up with me insisting, one more, one more. With all these red faces going, no, 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 no. So, yeah, I'm great. That's the basic point of that story. So, yeah, so, yeah there, to get back to the point I was making, um, there, you might be offered uh, this alcohol. It's not rude to refuse it, but do give it a go. Okay, Paul. Now, talk to me about the concept of saving face in China. What is that all about? Right, because you're asking all the hard questions, aren't you? Um, well, I know you're not good at the times table, so I just went for this. Fair enough, so. Um, 
don't put people on the spot. Don't make people feel awkward. Like right now? Like right now, oh, exactly. Okay. Uh, wait till this pod shows over oh, I and I'll talk to you then. I could ask tougher you. ones. You better be out that door was fine. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, um, try to be as non-confrontational as possible. You'll be told that because, because you're not Chinese, you don't understand face. But mm-hmm. um, probably Europeans have, have, have a fairly similar idea to... The, the, their own idea of their own sense of their own idea of their self-worth and their standing and they do not like to see that being being impinged upon or in any way called into question so be nice be polite don't put people on the spot um, if you need to criticize somebody try and preface it with a compliment first of all say what you like about them and then go on to but we have this problem and we we kind of need to look at this problem too um, Try to avoid confrontation as far as possible, and and, and be nice. Be ready to um, uh, uh, um, smile a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get it, Paul. Uh, for example, like I really like your T-shirt. I'm not sure about what's under it. Thanks. <laughs> Would that be an example? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for uh, clarifying that for us, sir. Ever so slightly, uh, yeah. Uh, ever so slightly, ever so slightly uh, yeah. in a roundabout way. Now we'll have one more question before we'll take a break. Oh, you can just give it to us in a short answer. Now, oh, in which ways do you think China is ahead of like the rest of the world or Ireland? There, there, there are many ways, I believe, in my in my own head, but that mm. doesn't matter. Um, I'm not going to comment on what's on what's in your head, sir. <laughs> <laughs> to deal with the question, um, <laughs> well, the obvious thing is technology, especially here in Shenzhen, because it's 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 a high tech town. Um, you've, 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 as we've mentioned before, you, you've got to have your phone, and your phone is going to be used for virtually everything, mm-hmm. such the, as getting the bus, getting the taxi, paying your bills, um, cinema shopping, tickets, cinema tickets, shopping. Um, but, but keeping in contact with your friends, mm-hmm. using it for work, keeping in contact with your colleagues. It's, it's got, it got to a point now where it's really difficult to imagine um, getting through the day here without your phone. Well, I I, I completely agree. I, I go out with my phone. I don't go out with my wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can. Um, a few weeks ago, I was, I was talking to a colleague, and I happened to take out my wallet. Mm-hmm. And I happened to look in my wallet, and I saw that there was three 100 RMB notes in that wallet. Mm-hmm. And I realized, God, they've been there for weeks. That, 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 I'm not saying I'm really mean, just I'd been using WeChat. For, Are you from Calvin? No, no, sir. Calvin, hi. Um, Kingscourt County, Calvin. <laughs> no, I'm from Meath. Um, Royal Meath. Royal Meath. Nobber. Navin. Nobber. Nobber. Navin, man, hey. Uh, no, just that. Uh, Using the phone to pay for everything, using WeChat to pay for everything. Um, you walk into a place, and uh, the, fir- the first question you're asking is, "What's the Wi-Fi password?" And f- traveling with with the family, either going back home or we, we've tried to see as much of Southeast Asia as we can while we're here. So we've gone to Malaysia, we've um, Singapore, Vietnam, and so on. Shenzhen's really, really. Shenzhen's really well located for travel. It is very well located for travel, and if you're in Shenzhen. Make the most of that because you can get to all kinds of weird, wonderful, and, and exciting places while you're here. Um, but the point I was going to make was going to these places and even going home a few years ago, um, walking into places, asking, "What's the Wi-Fi password?" What? <laughs> What's Wi-Fi? Now, of course, that, 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 this was a few years ago. It's, it's mm. caught up since then. But 
for me, that is a good example of how far ahead. Let's not get was. into the broadband issue in Ireland. I hear it's we causing won't. some trouble. We won't. We won't. We won't. Well, let's let, let's avoid that topic. Now, Paul, I did say that was the last question before uh, we took a break. But you uh, say lots of things. You do. I, I do, and uh, usually a load of nonsense. <laughs> to be honest with you, I forgot to ask you earlier. What has been the biggest challenge you've experienced in your whole seventeen years living in Shenzhen? Biggest challenge. That's what I said, Paul. Wow. Do you want me to rewind the tape? Aye, would you rewind the tape there again, please? Oh, okay. <coughs> I have just one question to ask you, Paul, because I said I was going to ask one question, but I, uh, I lied. Again. <laughs> so, what's the biggest challenge you've faced over your 16 years in China? Um, Socialising. That's the first answer that comes into my head. Expand upon that? Right, well, I've been here a long time. And like the Johnny Cash song, I've seen them come and go and I've seen them die. Mm -hmm. um, it can be, it, if you're here for a long period of time, it can be difficult to, 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 to maintain friendships because mm -hmm. not everyone stays here for 15 years or 17 years or so on, you know. So you make friends with people and then they leave, they go. Mm -hmm. um, so that can, be, after you've been here for a while, um, you don't go out of your way to, to make friends with people because there's no point. They're mm. going to be gone in a year or two. An interesting point, really interesting so point. So it, it can be, it, it can be lonely sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, now, after I mean, you, you do, of course, have a, 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 a group of friends. Um, e even you, Eugene, if I may. It's Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> Your alter ego. <laughs> but no, if you've been here for a long time, um, I mean, socializing is a big part of your mental health. You, you've, mm -hmm. you've got to go out and spend time with your mates. But if you have no mates, or if, there's, if you feel that there's no point in making friends with people, because either you're going to put time into building up a relationship and then realize this person's mad, or <laughs> <laughs> this has happened, folks. Yeah, this, this has, has happened. happened. <laughs> Trust me, this has happened many bloody times. Squinty John. Um, no, 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 no comment. Squinty or else John. you build up. You, you, you get to know someone, and you're good mates, and then they go, mm -hmm. and you send an email to it or a Facebook message twice a year, and that's it. Mm. So that's that's been challenging. Um, language. But the, but the language was, wasn't really much of a challenge. Just me being a lazy arse was more the challenge there. Um, any other challenges? Um, keeping keeping cool. You mean in the heat? Well, not just in the heat. Getting acclimatized to the, the weather can be a challenge for some people. <laughs> I mean, not losing the rag because you're going to see. There's a book by an, a British journalist called Rob Gifford. It's called China Roads, and it's got one of the best lines about China. Can you say? Can you say that again? It's got please? a bad word in the line. Sorry, the name of the book is called China Road. China? China Road. By an English journalist called Rob Gifford. R-O-D, Road. Road, yeah, the thing okay. you drive the car on. Moher. Okay. Australia. Um, he's got a line in it which sums it up. He says, China fucks on my head a million times a day or something like that. <laughs> um, and when you're living in a culture that is so different from the one you've grown up in, mm -hmm. it can really mess with your head. Yeah. And... You've, it's like the old um, Marcus Aurelius thing. You, you, you can't control what's going on around you. You can only control your reaction to what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. And that can be a challenge sometimes. Some, so, sometimes you... Um, I'll give you an example. Um, it doesn't happen much here in Shenzhen, but uh, if you're in the smaller towns, you will hear comments being passed on the street about you, um, which, which can get to you. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's usually not meant in a, in a, in a harmful or malicious way. There's a foreigner, that mm -hmm. Um My wife was in hospital a few years back. She had thyroid cancer. And so, I mean, I'm not going to go into the, into the whole 
ordeal, the whole experience. But when I finally left the hospital after some like 19 hours of having been with her, I was in a really bad state because I was exhausted. I walked out the hospital and there were two guys, two staff sitting at the desk. And as soon as I walked out the lift, they both pointed at me, shouted, La Wai! And doubled over laughing. Apparently, I was the most hysterical thing in the world. Uh, now, keep in mind, I'm exhausted. I'm almost in tears. And this set me off. I, I just basically broke down um, in the lobby of the, uh, of, the, um, of, uh, of the hotel. And not a pleasant experience at all. So keeping yourself mentally healthy and keeping yourself from losing your cool and being able to, to, to adapt and accept what's going on around you and processing that in a healthy and positive way. Um, that's a challenge. Mm -hmm. That can be very, very challenging. So does that, does that answer your yeah, question? Yeah, that, that is an absolutely excellent answer to the question. Thank you very much, Paul. That's not the worst thing, by the way. Oh, Christ, that, here we go. That, I know, that, that's been said to me on the street. I'll tell you the worst. <laughs> go on. This broke my heart. I was standing out on the street and I, I, was, I, was, I was smoking a cigarette. Bad boy. And this little kid came along with his father. And the little kid saw me and looked up at me. And his eyes went huge like saucers. And he pointed and he said, yeah, yeah. Which means? Granddad. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very Broke much. Broke my heart. Broke yeah, my heart. yeah. That yeah, was yeah. about 15 years ago. Okay. Thank you very much, Paul, for that. Uh, we're going to take a short break. Uh, we're coming to you from PRS Radio. This is our very first show. Uh, we're in La Five Chefs in Sheko Shenzhen. Join us again after this short break. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you've enjoyed listening to part one of The Virgin of PRS Radio Shenzhen. And if you haven't, well, you know who to blame. That's right, Mr. Paul Delahunty from Royal Wexford. Now join us tomorrow for part two of the show, where we will hear more of Paul's adventures in China, including his book recommendations such as Rob Gifford's China Road and Pete Peter Hessler's Rivertown. We will also learn about Paul's musical career in China, including a hilarious story of how his band was once introduced as the Beatles. <laughs> it's true. Join us tomorrow for all that and much, much more. We will leave you as always with Mark Smith and MSP and this fantastic song, Cases.
gushing on Save the minus fountain gushing on Ten hours lighted face late but wings across where the pines like buildings wait Toss their heads around beach leaves yellow moon now they obscure the sky Children ramble their tall trees growing here, none will be seen in 